Welcome to the Community Services Connection podcast, an informative podcast for those who live, work, and play in our paradise. We're covering everything from recreation and pools, libraries and history, parks and natural resources, and the UF IFAS Extension Office of Charlotte County. I'm your host, Brianna Benavenga, and today on the podcast with me, I have Liz Lee from the Punta Charlotte Library. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. What is your role? Tell us a little bit about you for anybody who doesn't know you, but pretty much everybody knows you because they come <laughs> to your awesome programs at the Punta Charlotte Library. I mean, you are pretty amazing when it comes to children's programs. Thank you. So I am the Youth Services Librarian at the Panagorda Charlotte Library, so I am in charge of the programs for from babies all the way up to teenagers. And you've been super busy. You just came here from your preschool prep program. Yes. Tell <laughs> me this morning. a little bit about that. I actually only, when I first started this role, I got to go to graduation. I think it was like my second week on the job, and I got to go to this graduation of all these little babies who graduated your program, and it was so, so cool. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, what is the preschool prep program? So preschool prep is a program that we have at all of the library branches, and it's for children ages three to four, and we try and help get them ready for preschool. So we're teaching them as best we can their numbers, their letters, shapes, colors, getting them introduced to the classroom aspect along with being separated from their family units for a short period of time, getting used to a teacher, um, fine and gross motor skills, listening skills, most importantly. And so we have them for a good six, seven months out of the year, once a week for an hour. And then, yeah, we have graduation at the end and they move on. And it's the most adorable thing that we do because we get to see them every week. They're excited to do their homework. They come in and they're like, Miss Melanie, Miss Ashley, Miss Liz. And they're so excited. So that also makes our job a whole lot easier when they're excited and they're happy to be here, too. How did you get into this particular role? You... All of you who work in youth services just seem like you could have all been teachers at some point. So how did you get here? So funny fact, um, I come from a long line of teachers and educators. And so I decided I wanted to do something different because my mom was, you know, complaining about, you know, all the restrictions and stuff. And she's not allowed to teach creatively. It's you have to do it minute by minute. And this is what you have to teach. So I wanted to teach, but in a different aspect. So being a children's librarian, I get to do art, arts and crafts with the kids. I get to do STEAM. I get to do dinosaur programs. So I get to learn a little bit about everything. And then I get to teach a little bit about everything. And then I'm not stuck in a classroom setting day after day. I'm adaptable. We have all manner of programs. And I've always enjoyed working with kids. I was a summer camp counselor, um, babysat for years. And then I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And my mom was like, you've always loved reading and going to the library. I'm like, right. Why didn't I think of that? And so then I changed my um, undergraduate major to English. And then I got my master's in library and information science. And we are so, so lucky to have you. We're glad <laughs> you're here, you. and we're glad you changed your major. <laughs> it must have been challenging to keep 
kids and our community occupied and busy during Hurricane Ian in the aftermath? Were there any programs offered for the kids after the hurricane hit? We tried to have some passive activities or craft kits that they could pick up and take with them. We had lots of coloring sheets set out. Unfortunately for our regular patrons, um, we were actually working the hurricane camp for Charlotte County employee children. So we were doing arts and crafts with them and keeping them um, occupied and happy while their parents were putting, and and still are, uh, putting Charlotte County back together. But we also got to say, hey, we have all these fun things coming up. Keep a lookout for our calendar because we'll be back in November. And we are. So let's circle back to after Hurricane Ian. The Punta Charlotte Library was one of the first facilities in community services to open for Internet access, connectivity. I had the pleasure of talking to a couple people who were just turning on their phones for the first time since the hurricane hit. So they were able to reconnect with loved ones, let them know that they were okay. Tell me what that was like. So, you know, a lot of us were displaced. Like I was staying with my mom up in Bradenton. We had someone up in St. Pete. And we heard, we got um, a call from our supervisor saying, hey, we're reopening. We were ecstatic to find out there was little to no damage to our library. Um, It was mainly trees down. We had to cordon off part of our parking lot. So we were excited to reopen and provide all of the services for um, the community. So we put out as many tables and chairs as we could to have maximum seating. Uh, we showed everyone where the outlets were. We arranged furniture so that everyone could plug in if they needed to. And we had we were very blessed to have um, internet and electricity and air conditioning. So we had over 700 people in the building day after day after day. And we're still in the three and four hundreds during the week. It's insane. Um, Jonathan, our supervisor, was laughing because during summer reading, we might break 300 on what he calls a Liz day. Like I have a summer reading program. We have all these families coming in and we were over 700. So we were able to serve a ton of people and everyone was super appreciative of us being open and that we were able to locate the resources for them. So the websites for FEMA and other disaster relief. And um, it was, it's always been, you know, stressful because we're trying to like make sure everyone's doing okay, but we were very happy to help people. Well, if you didn't know about the Panagorda Charlotte Library, you probably <laughs> certainly do now. Yes. We, they are such a great resource. All of our libraries are such a great resource in our community. Is the Panagorda Charlotte Library the only library that you've worked at? Here? Um, here in Charlotte County, yes. I hi, I was hired to be the youth services librarian at Penagorda, and this is my third year, I believe. Okay. Yep. Hannah and I were just talking on the last episode how much libraries have changed and evolved since since we were children. I mean, For there was sure. so much more than just books. Yes. Um, I know I grew up in Northeast Tennessee, and our library, we during the school year, we had our school library that we went to. And then I've always had books in the house. So summer reading was when we got to go to the public library and max out our library cards, which my brother and I did week after week, 25 books, spill over on mom's card. It was wonderful. But they never had any programs. It was just, you know, how many books can you read during the summer, fill out a raffle ticket and be entered in for a gift card. So that was my experience. But I loved going and seeing all these different books I could check out. I could explore whatever I wanted to read, return them and check out more. And then going to library school, and I was lucky enough to work part-time and work part-time in a library as well. Um, So go to school full-time and work part-time in a library. 
And so I got to see all the different programs and activities. So from baby story time to STEAM to um, any after school programs for reading clubs for kids and how much it's more of like a community gathering space than, you know, shush, you're reading. You have to be super, super right. quiet, even though there are still people that are like, why is there so much noise? Like, it's the children's room. <laughs> They're having fun. They're exploring. It's all sensory. Um, but yeah, it's amazing to see how much we have evolved in such a short time span and how we're still changing to adapt and to serve people. It's really neat. It is officially the most wonderful time of the year. And <laughs> I know that the library has some amazing programs coming up. I know we've been advertising toddler crafts, kids steam, the makerspace. We, I mean, we have so much going on. So what is on the horizon for the holiday season? So for the holiday season, we have a couple things happening um, I believe Ashley is having a program. It's either at the Family Resources Center off of Gibraltar. Um, I know it's on Engaged Patrons. So if you go to our website, click on the calendar, you can see everything that's happening. Um, she's, ha- I think she called it um, Holiday Hootenanny. And it's like an all-ages family um, gathering where you can make all sorts of different of holiday-themed crafts. And then I know on the 21st at the Panagorda Library, uh, Miss Melanie is having a tinsel trains program. So we have a community member who's bringing in this 10 foot long train display that the kids will get to interact with. We'll have a craft and then they'll get to watch the Polar Express and drink hot cocoa. And it's going to be so cute. That is going to be so cute. I love the Polar Express. Where can, do families have to sign up for those events or all of them required registration? Most of our events do require registration, especially the crafts and the special events. So we have enough supplies or we can gauge the amount. So like, for example, I had about 60 to 65 crafts prepared for my Dig and Dinos, which we had last Saturday um, in November 12th. Yes, November 12th. And we had 37 kids. So we I had plenty left over. And so for a couple school visits that we're going to have shortly, it's something that's easy to um, hand out as a take-home craft but we just want to make sure that we can because we're limited on supplies sometimes that we can serve the amount of people that are coming so registration is required but all events are free yes and you don't need a library card because a lot we get that question a whole lot it's like no, no 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 you just sign up we need first and last name your phone number email and the age of the child because different programs have different age requirements so toddler craft for example is ages one to four Our STEAM program is seven and up, and any of our teen crafts are 12 to 18. So we cater to the different age groups. And so when we're creating something, it's for that age group. So yes, an older child could come, but they might be like, you know, that's for babies or something like that. So we try and have a little bit of everything for everyone. Okay. We've touched on the holiday programs, but what are some of the regular ongoing programs that our community may not know about or may want to check out? So each month we have a kids craft and a kids STEAM program. Our STEAM program is at all the branches. It's for ages seven and up. We do have um, a couple six-year-olds that come, but it's more of a safety thing. So for example, um, the example I give all the time is when we were doing magnet madness, we had iron filings because we were making magnetic slime, but we needed the kids to keep their safety goggles on and gloves and masks on so they weren't inhaling the um, the filings 
So it's, you know, if I say to please keep your safety goggles on, that they will listen and most likely keep their safety goggles on. So we have some mature uh, six, not sixth graders, ha, six-year-olds, and the parents stay. They have fun doing the science experiments, too. Um, so we have kids craft, we have kids steam at the Panagorda Charlotte Library. We have a toddler craft once a month. Once a month, we also typically have our Catchem Card Club, which is for all of my Pokemon fans. We have had a lot of people asking yes. about that. They're like, when is that coming back? Unfortunately, it will not be until um, later in December because the one in November falls on the Friday right after Thanksgiving and the library is closed. So save up your Pokemon cards and I'll be very excited to see everyone <laughs> in December so we can trade. One re- recurring program that we have right now is called Witches and Wizards, which is our Harry Potter All Ages um, program that we started in September when we had our house sorting. And it's supposed to be moving library branches. Hurricane Ian threw us off a little bit, but we will be back in December. It'll be on the 10th from 2.30 to 3.30 and it's holidays at Hogwarts. So we'll be making holiday ornaments. We're going to have um, chess sets set out and um, some other fun arts and crafts for everyone to enjoy. Very cool. Something for everybody, it sounds like. Yes, (laughs) we we try to make it that way. Yeah, that's great. Liz, is there anything else that you want the community to know about the Punta Charlotte Library? So we are one of the newest library locations. We are at 401 Shreve Street, so we're kind of right by the heart of downtown Punta We're right by Fisherman's Village, Punta Isles. We're right by um, Gilchrist Park. Hopefully it'll be reopening soon. Um, we're right by the water. You can see dolphins. So we are like a prime location. We have a nice field out back where, um, we sometimes have our programs outside where the kids can run around. It's we're again in the heart of Panagorda. We're a central location and we have our regulars who live here year round. And we also have our, um, snowbirds that come down for half the year and we enjoy seeing their familiar faces And we've had a lot of families move into the area. So we've been seeing um, lots of new kids and they're excited to get their library cards and participate in the programs. So we'd love to see you and say hi. So feel free to swing by. And if you don't have a library card, we can definitely set you up with one. Absolutely. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today on the Community Services Connection podcast. And thank you for serving our community and delivering exceptional service always. For more information and for a full calendar on library programs, you can visit charlottecountyfl.gov forward slash libraries. Thanks, Liz. Thank you for having me.